Transmitting over the airwaves from sunny East Hollywood. East Hollywood. Comes the show where we explore our guests' life and culture and how food shaped that experience. From their first slice of pizza to the restaurant they really wish was still open, this is Food POV with your host, Jason Parker. Hello, 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 Food POV fans. Jason Parker here, and I'm here with a good friend of mine, Ian Asbury. Say hi, Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? A lot of you, anybody who's been to Smorgasbord in the last uh, four or five years, three, four years, knows him from his uh, cheesest days running that. Um, And now he has an amazing wine bar. I've ate there. I've had wine. It was phenomenal. It's in downtown LA. Good, clean, fun. He's actually recording from there, so... He is the boss. So if all of a sudden mid recording, something goes down, we might lose him for a few minutes, but um, Ian, thank you so much for being on the the program with me. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Jason. Fucking love you, man. I love you too, dude. Um, Ian and I had previously worked together at another place. So we have a a history of uh, real good times. Um, Ian, where did you grow up? So I grew up in uh, Beaverton, Oregon. And uh, was there until, let's see here, about seven years ago. But I lived in Portland for about 10 of those years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, when you were growing up in Beaverton, what was, what was breakfast like for you? <laughs> it was uh, oatmeal. It was like the standard classics, right? This was the 90s. So you had the breakfast cereals. You had the oatmeals. You had the pancakes, the bacon, the scrambled eggs, kind Did of you- that sort Ian, did you get the, the pancakes, bacon, eggs on the weekdays also, or was that just a weekend thing? That was more the weekends and as the combo as well. During the week, we would get like bits and pieces of that. The, the weekends, we would get the whole shebang, all of it together. You'd get some cereal with like a, a random piece of bacon sometimes. Like. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, what, was your, what was your favorite cereal growing up, Ian? Oh, man. I think Kicks. Do you remember Kicks? Kicks? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I used to crush Kicks. Was, Kicks. My, my parents didn't allow me to eat the, the sugar cereals unless it was like, like maybe on a weekend or something. There'd be like a special box of something that we could only have on Saturdays if my mom wasn't making like pancakes. But for the rest of the week, it was usually Kicks. It was Kicks or it was Life. It was something kind of, you know, maybe Shrock Frosted Mini Wheats because they were kind of, you know, healthy exactly yeah i remember yeah that was the the friday the friday jam right there yeah yeah Kicks was the bomb um what was lunch were you taking a were you brown bagging it to school or were you oh yeah school brown no we we brown bagged and then uh luckily we got uh you know help with with uh, the cafeteria food as well you know at school so it was kind of like uh every other day thing okay what was uh with a you have good lunches there where you grew up at the, the, the elementary and middle school and such. Yeah. Especially in the elementary days, I was the fruit King, you know? So I would just pile my, my <laughs> trays just filled with fruit. I would be collecting fruit from all the other students and just be crushing fruit. I just love the taste. I love that. It was hydrating, gave me tons of energy. So I could just run around people on the, on the 
the playground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, good old, good old uh, fruit. Um, <laughs> what was uh, what was lunch usually? What were you bringing? Was it peanut butter and jellies, turkeys, what ham, ham and cheese? Yeah, I, all of the above. Definitely a little bit more on the PBJ side of things. Yeah, crush lots of that. I mean, if you think about it, it's such a complete, complete food. I, the the PBJ sandwich. You're getting the 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 you know the sugars and the glucose from the jelly. You're getting the the nuts and the fats from the peanut butter. Uh, you're getting the carbs. It's such a great sandwich. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I I realized that. I mean, I've been eating peanut butter for like 37, 38 years now, and it's yeah. still I still like it just as much. So to me, peanut butter is the the perfect food just in general. You know. Yeah, I think um, uh, it's. I think if you're crushing music festivals like Coachella and those sorts of things, there's not a better food. Just to be, just to be mowing. Exactly. Um, I would, I will definitely talk about events and stuff. What was, uh, what was dinner like in your house? What was, uh, what, Ooh. what were the big meals? Yeah. Dinner was always interesting. I think a lot of things kind of came out of the box, you know, you had your Mac and cheeses, you had your hot dogs, burgers, you had lasagna, um, yeah. So my mom, I think, uh, sort of cooked, sort of didn't kind of thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Are you, are you now a better cook than your mother was then? Or did she just not want to cook because it was too much time? I cannot comment. Come on. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's stuff that my mom did very well. I think there's some stuff that I do very well. Yeah. You're, you're much more adventurous though. I mean, that's the thing that generation back then, they just didn't, it was like a pretty, it was the same in my household, you know? Um, except it was a lot of like random, like moose and salmon that had to get like worked into something. It was hamburger helper and the meat with the hamburger helper was moose, you know, like, yeah. Um, the ground beef. Um, what, uh, what uh what holidays were big and what what were the meals that went along with those you know i think i think yeah we were just so such like a that american family right you know thanksgiving christmas easter fourth of july you know and like those total classics uh turkey for thanksgiving ham for christmas um so yeah i i we were pretty traditional, just straight up American, not too crazy. Didn't get too adventurous. Yeah. When it came to, when it came to Thanksgiving, was it dressing or stuffing in your house? Stuffing all the way, baby. Stuffing. But, but you got to, you know, dress it up with the gravy. So maybe mm. the dressing was AKA gravy, gravy mm. on everything. Cause mm. I, I don't like dry food at all. Everything has to be wet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about for you? What was the big, big one? You know what? So exactly the same as you barbecue on the 4th of July, probably even a barbecue on Memorial day. I mean, Super Bowl almost was as big a religious holiday. I feel like growing up than any other than Easter was technically we made a bigger deal out of Super Bowl. We'd be at somebody's house with 40 other people, you know, like, um, but yeah. And how old are we talking? Like 10 years old? yeah seven six seven to to eleven twelve thirteen um wow um like all basically elementary middle school with my mom and stepdad was like one world and then i moved in with my father for high school and he was older so it was like another world sort of you know like 
Um, but for Thanksgiving, when I was about 12 or 13, my mom quit cooking turkey and started cooking um, prime ribs. And that to ah. me was like, forget turkey. It's like the thing you're talking about, wet food. Like there's no dry prime rib if it's cooked right, you know, like it's exactly. all good to go. Yeah. Um, what, what was your favorite side on Thanksgiving? Ooh, I think the good old mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. I think we did a mac and cheese every single holiday. I mean, it's so, yeah. When you have good mac, cheese, mac and cheese, it's hard to go wrong. So the mac and cheese was a homemade recipe. It wasn't out of the box. Uh, half and half. Half and half. <laughs> it came out of the box, but we dressed it up even more. Nice, nice. So. Um, my favorite is the, the yams with the marshmallows on top. Oh, my God. Where did that even come from? How did that even I don't start? Know. I don't yeah. know. It's I, I love it though. Um, that's that's my favorite. I totally agree. We did the exact same thing. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. it was great. Actually, my my in laws Thanksgiving last year, she had made it with the marshmallows, but she made it too soon, so all the marshmallows had disappeared. Oh, crazy! And she's like, the marshmallows were on there, and I'm looking at, it, I'm almost crying. I'm like, Where's the, where are they at though? Like, like are they underneath? It was. <laughs> Well, what is you your know, ratio ratio from potato to marshmallow? I mean, I would like to see, I would like to just see a little bit of orange. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see a lot of, of darkened white. You know what I mean? Like I want all of the tops of the marshmallows to be a little burnt. Yeah. And then it to be just a little bit of orange in there. That's perfect. You know? So like 15 to 85. <laughs> so exactly. And then at some point, at some point, once dinner's done and no one's looking and everyone's had a little bit, I'll take about a third of whatever marshmallow is on top, just yeah. off with just a small amount of. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. And would you go outside of the brim or more the inside? Like that. I mean, you know. I feel like the outside of the rim is obviously great, but sometimes it gets too hard and it just yes. becomes like cement on the side. So it's not even worth going for. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> um ian you you've worked in the service industry give me a good service industry story it can be funny it can be sad it can be hilarious oh you want a hospitality story huh mm -hmm. man let's see here well maybe let's go to the manuela days and maybe it's going to be a little bit less service oriented but um I had staged at Manuela for one night. I got uh, asked to, to be hired on. And the next day was the big company party. Mm. And so I was the new guy, didn't know anybody, but I do like to drink. So as the nights continue on, the more drinks started flowing. Um, <laughs> everyone wanted to know the new guy and what's up with the new guy. And I had, you know, I started kind of uh, kissing some of the other uh, you know, girl staff and stuff like that. And the managers were trying to kick me out and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, I had uh, woken up at 3 a.m. on the corner hugging a construction sign and it was dead quiet. And uh, I checked my wallet, made sure, you know, checked, made sure I had everything. I didn't get robbed and then stumbled home. But that was my first night uh, at Manuela. I woke up down the street hugging a construction sign. That's pretty funny. Is that when we had that um, that fried chicken truck, right? 
um, from uh, from Nomad Hotel. You don't even remember. I, exactly. You don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I took I took some ecstasy that night. And see, I'm the kind of person I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want to know the new person. So I know I didn't talk to you once because I don't. Yeah. I'm like, who's that? Who's the narc? I like. Yeah, I'm gonna exactly. kick it with the friends with the homies. You know. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. So it sounds um, like we all had a pretty good night. Yeah. Well, and of course, I, there was a funny night that I was going to visit a friend of mine at the um, what's that bar, and you came walking out of it. And I was like, I was like, and I'd actually forgotten your name, which was random. Sometimes uh, I just lose people's names, and all I could yell out was Jesus. And you turned <laughs> around like you were just being recognized, and you were a celebrity. You just gave me the peace sign, and then turned back around. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Ian, get over uh, here. Let me give you a ride home. Oh my God! Yes, yes, yeah. That that's so funny. And then we, yeah. then we see each other the next day. I was like, how are you doing? And you're like, did we see each other last night? And I go, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, good times. Tell me about a meal you'll never forget. Ooh, yeah. Um, I think the first time I went to Kispaka, which is one of Nancy uh, Silverton's restaurants here in Los Angeles. It's her meat-centric restaurant. And... I had visited Osteria Moza and Pizzeria Moza. I had some good times, but Kispaka is just a whole different level. And just every single dish I remember just was hitting that night. Um, I think I was in good company. The mood, the vibe was great. Because here's the thing about restaurants. There's so much pressure, right? The food has to be great. The drinks have to be great. The service has to be great. The, the mood, you know, the lighting, the service, the music, everything has to hit. I think it's just kind of sometimes um, it, you know, either sometimes it's a very recognized restaurant or not recognized. I think when all those stars align, it makes for such an epic meal. And I think what, you know, I, it's happened a couple of times at Kispaka, all the stars align and, uh, you know, I can get frustrated sometimes with some of these good restaurants and, and, and some of the uh, dishes are good. Some of them not so good. I think Kispaka is one of those restaurants where every single dish hits and just makes me so happy. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's the, um, that's the only part of their complex I haven't been to. Oh, uh, you have to go. And when you go get ready just to have a fucking blast bit, like feast it out, you know? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think, and I remember you telling me one of the stories about you sitting at the bar up there and Nancy was like a couple people down or something, I think something like that. But yeah um yeah she's great i love triple bean pizza i don't actually yeah. even like the pizza but i just love the whole the whole thing around it like the way they do things um yeah i brought my dad there and my dad doesn't like stuff and he really liked it he, he brought my stepmom she's filipino and she hates everything she thinks everything's yeah. overpriced and she liked yeah. it too so i was yeah. like man because i thought i thought triple bean was kind of overpriced for what you get but i but they're just doing such a great it's such a cool little like concept uh the, the roman style here in the city totally, yeah so what would um, you say is your like your most epic meal in los angeles oh i mean it's funny i i, I know i've answered this question before i was actually yeah. just thinking recently about the um the big mac at petit trois ah okay have you had that burger there yes yeah it's quite the burger yeah, like um, I had actually, so I staged there two years ago and oh. it seemed like it had went well, but they didn't hire me. But I still, 
serving those burgers, the whole shift to people, I went back like a week later. I didn't even care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I ate the burger. That was pretty, that was pretty amazing. Um, Their omelet too you know, is amazing. I actually think one, one of the, one of the best meals I've ever had in my life was in Portland, 2004, um, maybe 2000, no, 2003, um, spring break, I went up there and I went to one of the food stalls. It was Indian oh. food, chicken tikka masala, bismati rice, and a mango lassi, lassi for $5, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was as good as anything I've ever had, you know? Um, Do you know if they're still up and running? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like those stalls where they are have changed or something yeah. like, and maybe, I don't know. I've walked by a few times last year, but I didn't remember. Nothing like was visible. Sure. Um. Tell me the first time we were just talking about pizza. Tell me the first time you realized like pizza was like the coolest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, growing up, we always had it every Friday. That was our family's kind of cheat meal. So we would either get it from like one of the local guys. Like what was, there was a spot called, I think, Nona Amelia's that was by our, uh, by our house. That was phenomenal. And then every, you know, every once in a while we would make, mix it up, right? Some Papa John's, some Domino's. Um, but I think when I truly realized the, um, how epic pizza was and the direction of, of where it was going globally, just as a, a food item, was when actually I started Cheezus. And that was the whole idea of Cheezus actually, was that, um, you know, you saw, it was some crazy stat. It was like 35% of people in America at this one time um, are eating a slice of pizza, which if you think wow. that's insane, that, 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 that's just crazy. And so basically the whole, uh, the whole idea with Jesus is like, how do we create a pizza sandwich, which is sort of like a grilled cheese in a way. Yeah. Um, so that's when I kind of realized the importance. And when I started diving into the different styles and who in America and outside of America are doing some really cool um, you know, uh, ways of, of presenting pizza and stuff like that. But what's yeah. your, what is your, what's your favorite style at, at the moment, at the moment? Yeah, I think, you know, thin is always best. Pizzeria Moza, I think is the, the best in LA from, from what I've kind of eaten. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Thin crust. Huh? I'm I'm obsessed with Detroit right now, Detroit style. Ah, um, uh, sure, that's like but I don't, fan, right? I don't, yeah, I don't buy a lot of Detroit. I've been making it at home. I bought the pan, like thirty dollars on Amazon. Um, oh, amazing! Yeah, so I've been cooking those super easy. Um, I like the the way the cheese caramelizes on the top. You know, like that's my jam. Totally. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I'm actually, I'm thinking about taking a, a Pizzola class to get certified as a Neapolitan Pizzola, like legit. Um, <clears throat> I fucking love that idea. I'm, yeah. I'm actually not a big fan of Neapolitan. Like I was for a little while, but um, it would just be good. I just, I figure you, you know, the, know the rules so you can break them. Totally. Um, yeah, exactly. You got to know the basics first and yeah. then you can kind of deviate from there. Have you had Dough Daddy? no is that a detroit spot yeah so in downtown someone's doing it out of their apartment um oh. and it's detroit style but they're they're great actually yeah it's called dough daddy 
so the the last one that i was really into and they closed it's been a year now that they closed was uh california sun um up in silver. i don't know it, it uh, was up in silver lake it was from the um the tony's darts away people interesting so it was new york style and detroit style and they were there about a year i even had my birthday party there in 2019 um but oh, they nice. just they didn't they didn't last um but the the food was good i like the detroit style i think it's great um but yeah, I like the I like the thin crust too. You know, I like something you kind of fold it and crisps, and it makes that crack noise. Um, exactly. Yep. But but that's that's tough to find, you know. Um, yeah. And I've had so I had Pizzeria Moza at their Newport Beach location, mm-hmm. um, and I got the vibe down there that they were kind of an island alone even though it's only an hour away from LA, like they were kind of like doing their own thing, but I got a a pizza with pineapple on it. And I went to grab a slice and it took everything came with it or everything stayed. It just wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't super impressed. I'll give it a second chance. I've been to, to Labuca or the, the Osteria uh, mozza and that all the pasta was really tasty. Yeah. 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 Uh, for the Neapolitan Desano's Pizza Bakery in East Hollywood, that's my spot. Okay, that's a classic. Oh, um, gee, yeah. Um, Pizana, so I'm a, I'm a, have you been to Pizana yet? I have not. No. Pizana has a really good pizza. Um, what, what's your feeling about pineapple on pizza? I mean, I love it. I just said I ordered a pizza with. See, I like the pepperoni and pineapple because I like to eat it the next day out of the fridge. It's cold. Yeah. And there's like the pineapple still juicy. And then the, the, the pepperoni's got the spice, so. Yeah. Do you understand why people hate pineapple on pizza? Or no, you don't even understand. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Totally. It's one of those things like, I mean, I haven't put cream or sugar in coffee since 2011. Or, you know, like, yeah. I think it's awful, but I don't, I don't say anything. I don't think about it, you know? Like, yeah, if uh, people want to do it, whatever. I would say the biggest problem is the fact that it came up, a Canadian came up with it. That's exactly, kind of, yeah. You know, Ontario, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. The, the Hawaiian, yeah, so. Yeah. It's kind of funny, but it is what it is. Um, Ian, tell me about barbecue. So if you were a kid and someone came up and said like, hey, we're going to go to a barbecue, um, or they also said, hey, we're going to go like buy some barbecue, what would you think on either of those situations? Yeah, I think... Um, it's kind of interesting that you say that. I there is actually a California style uh, barbecue that I would actually then ask my friends that want to take me to barbecue would be like, let's go find some Santa Maria style mm. barbecue. Tri tip, which tri tip, yep. Um, because it's like, okay, sure, you know, you can emulate the Texas thing or the North Carolina thing or Kansas thing, but like I, I think that people need to start putting this California kind of touch to it. And I think that's what I would want to see. And so, um, you know, sure, some of this barbecue is great. It's fine. Uh, but I, I think it's whatever, you know. I, I want to see a California touch to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like uh, the tri-tip's good, but to me the tri-tip's a little too lean. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know where if you're in um, San Luis Obispo, they got mm. a place up there, a uh, slow barbecue company, SLO barbecue company. Okay. They got a tri-tip sandwich for 10 bucks 
and the it's this big like like the bun is and it's completely um completely covered in just slices of tri-tip oh um, crazy yeah 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 we hit it on our road trip up north and it was like it was ridiculously good and i i felt really like that to me with barbecue is if the barbecue's not cheap it better be phenomenal you know yeah. Yeah, i expect yeah, yeah. it to be cheap like there's places like slab and blood sows to some degree where it's a little more expensive but it's like it's worth it but some places you go and you spend the money like barrel and ashes that's closed in studio city i went yeah. there and spent a good amount of money and none of it tasted good so yeah 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 but you know um and so that's you so you think about the the california barbecue um yeah or putting like i don't know different spins i think i'm bored you know yeah. you see all these barbecue spots in la kind of popping up and to me they're so boring yeah 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 but that's my feeling okay um actually you know what uh, it'd be great to talk a little bit about um just um so you you haven't done cheeses and it's been over a year now um since since covid and stuff and you're kind of done with that at the moment from the from the vibe i get um how are things different from from running that pop-up on a pretty regular basis throughout the week and now running a a wine bar in the heart of downtown los angeles at the end of a pandemic what what's that <laughs> yeah. like you know um uh here's a big difference um now I get to unlock the door and walk in and things are set up where before you're building a kitchen, tearing it down constantly. And two, we weren't, uh, you know, we were always at least once a week or a couple times a week. And so not being, not being able to have this very consistent um, kind of thing uh, can be kind of difficult, right? Um, it was great because I had a job, you know, Manuela, and uh, I was able to do Jesus on the side and, and, and it'd be great. But, um, you know, I, I did want to take one of like an adventure more seriously and, and, and solely do that. And so this allows me to basically, you know, we're open six days a week. We can build a consistent following, get a lot of regulars, get new people in kind of, uh, you know, some, some days people could never come to Jesus because it was only Sundays. Now it's like, yo, come on on Tuesday, come on on Saturday, come whenever, you know. I think that's a big difference um i since i consider you a definitely a veteran of of uh of the the pop-up game um and i feel like during the course of the pandemic a lot of people kind of figured this is the thing they want to get into they had enough time they baked bread for a year now they think they want to do clam chowder pop-ups with their sourdough what advice yeah. do you have um you know positive negative you know don't don't hold back for sure anybody who's listening to this who who's 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 thinking about doing it Totally. Yeah. I, I think the biggest key is keeping a pulse on the scene and, um, uh, you know, see what's going on, not just in Los Angeles, but other big cities, see what the bigger chefs are doing, read the, the magazines and the publications and, and maybe something ha is happening in Philadelphia that maybe you see may have an opportunity here in Los Angeles. So I think the big thing is just learning a ton, keeping a pulse on the scene, kind of working towards something that's uh, might actually be kind of viable, both financially and socially, you know, because um, that's all business is, is 
is to maximize your exposure to people and get more people hooked into the brand. And then of course, financially, you know, to, to be able to keep the lights on and to keep the business moving forward and to be able to hire employees and, and understand too, that do some pop-ups and uh, sometimes that concept might not be like for me, Jesus was probably not the end all be all, but it was an amazing springboard, you know, to this next concept. And so, yeah, I think everyone should try things, even if it fails, it fails miserably, whatever. You tried it out. You met some people along the way. Maybe you, you can bring that experience into your next venture. And uh, the next venture is like much more better. You know? Yeah. I think that's kind of the advice. I like that. Much more better. We're going to put that on a t-shirt. There we uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been... Uh doing doing the uh the cheeses you you went all over events uh you said you were at coachella yeah we did coachella one year we did it two weekends and then the stagecoach for that final weekend nice. it was mayhem it was crazy yeah i uh, i worked with verve out there in 2015 at coachella and it was a pretty it was a pretty fun experience you know like getting getting paid to party um, exactly you got to crank it out and for us you know it's kind of interesting because we're I would probably say that most people don't source the type of ingredients that we do, especially at a place like Coachella. And so trying to maintain integrity and volume, well, you know, has its challenges, but, uh, you know, bring it on, baby. We, we worked it out, figured it out and made it happen. That's funny. Actually, now that I think about it, I remember seeing you at Belcampo on your way to Coachella, uh, that one year. Yeah. Um, well, Ian, to end everything, tell me a restaurant you wish that was still open. I would, or a bar. It doesn't have to be COVID related. It can be a place that closed, you know, twenty years ago. Wow, that's a great question, Jason. Man, oh man, a place that had closed. Or okay, even, you know what? It could be a place that's still open, but they, they fixed it up. Like a, <clears throat> there was a great bar in Hollywood. I used to go to called the powerhouse, mm. super divey, the, all the waiters and all the bartenders were ugly people. Um, and then one day these two dudes bought it and uh, the next day it wasn't, <laughs> it was never the same, you know, like, uh, painted everything and all the drinks went up a buck and the ugly people were gone and people that looked moderately attractive started working there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say for me, just being downtown, I'd probably say BS Taqueria. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was just a, such a big fan of this guy and just like the way he sourced ingredients and the way he tried to get people to kind of, you know, the kind of elevate the Mexican food scene, you know? So like, Hey, like, sure. We've been used to these really cheap tacos, but that's because they're cheap ingredients. And he wanted to say, hey, Mexican food doesn't have to be cheap. You know what I'm saying? Um, and here is some, here's how to make some real good food taste very well. And um, yeah, I thought he did a great job. And, and it's too bad that he was on 7th Street, which I'm sure the landlords are, you know, raising rents like crazy because it's such a busy street. And so, uh, yeah, that would probably be the one that kind of comes off the top of my head. Yeah, that is. I remember when that closed because they were they were a game changer when they opened. This was 
you know, it was right around the same time as Gusato's, which obviously was doing a, you know, a good quality taco. Yeah. But over the last two years, you've got, you know, Sonora Town, Tacos 1986, um, yeah. and just all that. There's so much competition. But you're probably right. That rent on 7th Street, that right next to the train station. And, you know, nobody getting off the train is walking over and going to BS Taqueria, you know, no offense, exactly. unless they're unless they're going to work there, you know. Right. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, who knows? They'll hopefully they'll reopen. Don't sleep on broken Spanish. That place is there's something special. Yeah, well, even though that they closed down, they're still doing those pop-ups. And I'm sure you're gonna see him back in business in, in less oh, than a year, I, you know. I didn't even know that the main location was closed too. Wow, that's that's really it, sad. It closed because of COVID, yeah. They're closing COVID. Well, hopefully shit gets back to normal and we, we these good chefs wind up at some good places and we get some more good food but ian thank you very much um you want to give any shout outs for any uh social media anything like that totally yeah just kind of end you know like come visit us at good clean fun we're located on ninth and olive downtown we do only natural wines and really amazing beers and ciders and different kind of beverages our um you know our food program we call it socal fusion we take, you know, Baja California kind of uh, inspiration. I thought it was the best uh, representation of what food would be like coming out of Los Angeles. And uh, we're just a month in and we have so, tons of surprises, you know, coming up in the in these next few months. And so, yeah, come visit us. Our Instagram's at Good Clean Fun DTLA. We'll kind of post all updates and things coming up through there. Give a give a shout out to your crew over there who I'm uh, friends with a lot of them. Uh... Yeah, shout out to Jesus, who is our head chef. Marina, who is our pastry chef. No, not a lot of wine bars have pastry chefs, uh, <laughs> but she's extremely talented, wonderful. Kevin's our beverage director. We have Sophia doing our social media. Aries, kind of my partner in helping with the operation side of things. And, uh, and the biggest shout out to Cognoscenti Coffee. That's, the, that's who we partnered up with. And they've been an absolute blast um, um, working with them and uh, helping us um you know get us get us on our feet and and seeing our vision out and and for us helping increase the value of their coffee shop as well awesome well ian thank you and food pov listeners until next time see you in pod heaven woo woo thanks jason woo later later dude thanks appreciate it man yeah thanks dude later yeah have a good one take care later Thank you for tuning in to Food POV with Jason Parker. Until next week, stay hungry.